We begin today with Qantas, and Qantas has revealed an extraordinary billion-dollar half-year profit as it bounces back from huge losses racked up during the pandemic. The airline, which has been strongly criticised for delayed flights and lost baggage, is now in the midst of a massive consumer demand, shrugging off concerns that higher living costs will make travellers think twice about jumping on a plane. The turnaround has also emboldened its CEO, Alan Joyce, who after 15 years in the job is rejecting calls for him to retire. Our senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan, has been speaking to Mr Joyce and joins me in the studio. Peter, during the pandemic, Qantas went close to the brink of collapse. How is Alan Joyce explaining this turnaround? Well, Sally, it is uh, quite extraordinary because uh, during the pandemic, as everyone knows, there was so much anxiety out there and uh, Qantas recorded $7 billion in losses. But in the six months to December, the Qantas profit bounced back to just over a billion dollars, up from a $456 million loss in the last set of numbers. A debt has declined to $2.4 billion and Qantas is spending $100 million opening new land lounges around the world and buying new fleet like the A350 to use on non-stop Project Sunrise flights to London and New York. But of course along the way there's been a lot of turbulence and notably that apology last year from CEO Alan Joyce for delayed flights and lost baggage. This morning Alan Joyce was typically upbeat though tipping revenge travel would override worries about high inflation and rising interest rates for now at least. Well, Alan Joyce, uh, first to inflation, interest rates and the rising cost of living, is there any evidence that Qantas travellers are hurting at the moment? So what we are seeing is that our travellers are actually prioritising travel over other expenditures. So the research that we've done says that in the next year, uh, people are very keen to make domestic and international trips and are willing to cut back on alcohol, homewares, beauty um, and clothing um, in order to do that. So I think what we're seeing in the economy is this change in prioritisation, which is benefiting airlines, benefiting travel. And probably not a surprise, Peter, after two to three years of the country being locked up, people not being able to get around the country and people not being able to travel internationally, there is revenge travel. There is a boom that's happening there and the airlines are beneficiaries of it. So you're looking for revenge travel, even though we've got probably two more interest rate rises ahead of us and inflation still very high at 7.8%. Yeah, and we do recognise that travel is a discretionary expenditure. And, uh, but what I think what's interesting is the prioritisation that's taken place. And we'll keep an eye on it. We always do. We have a forward-looking view with intakes that come in. We have a lot of research that we do, that the banks do, uh, to make sure that we're, we're getting uh, the, the size of the recovery right and we're making sure that we're supplying enough capacity to meet that demand. You've posted a a billion-dollar half-year profit, but what about people who are white-hot and furious about the prices that Qantas is charging at the moment? So I think today is an example that as capacity comes back, prices are coming down. So today we announced a million million seat sale, with Jetstar offering $39 between places like Sydney and Melbourne to, to the Gold Coast, Melbourne and Sydney. 
uh, which is an amazing value when you think that a Uber ride from the city in Sydney, eight kilometres to the airport, is more expensive or as expensive. Jetstar's got $200 airfares to Honolulu, uh, to Bali, to Ho Chi Minh. Amazing value. And that's what happens when competition um, and um, capacity is being added back into the market. Uh, we've never had a b more competition. But I will say, Peter, Qantas does charge a premium, and we won't balk at charging that premium because it is a bigger value proposition. Qantas gives 51 lounges around the world, free alcohol, free food on board the aircraft and in the lounges. Qantas gives free Wi-Fi on board. Uh, the bags are included in the ticket. Uh, frequent flyer points are given for the loyalty of customers, which they can redeem on holidays. So that is a higher price because it is a higher proposition, and we won't balk off that fact. But the fact we have more competition than we've ever had, we don't set the prices, the market does, and we've had... Uh, more competition domestically, and we compete against 58 carriers internationally. But is it fair for people to be upset or angry when they see fares like $800 or $900 just to get on a plane to go from, say, Sydney to Brisbane or Melbourne? So there, 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 are, there are fares that are high at peak times, but that's the same in hotels. That's the same when you get your Uber. But the, generally, on most occasions, the airfares are a lot lower than that going out. But I will say, I think where the anger has come in is that Qantas did drop the ball last year when it came to on-time performance and service delivery. I've apologised for that. And we said we're going to invest very heavily to fix it. And wow, have we fixed it. Five months in a row, we're the, we're the leading major on-time performance in the domestic network. We've gotten our service levels back to where they were before COVID. Uh, we have a bit of work to do with Jetstar, a little bit of work on some international destinations that are, are behind where Australia is at the moment. But that was the big area where people got white hot. They were paying the airfares and we weren't delivering the service. Now we are delivering the service. And I think people see value for money. And I will say to people, if you think the Qantas airfares are too high and you don't see value for money in them, there's plenty of choice out there. And we're offering Jetstar. I was the CEO that helped set up Jetstar. Um, it's amazing value for people that are price sensitive, that people want to get their fam family on an airfare uh, for the whole family to get there at very cheap prices. It's amazing value out there. That was quite an extraordinary apology. It must have been humbling to make that sort of admission about Qantas, which has had a pretty good reputation over the years. So I think um, absolutely for me it was the right thing to do because we got it wrong. I think if you get something wrong, you apologise and you get on and fix it. Um, and that's what we did. I think that's what your customers want. That's what your shareholders want. Uh, that's what your employees want. And, you know, we've had an amazing effort by our employees uh, to turn this around. We put a massive investment in, and we see the dividends of that. If you're in denial about the problems, that's when I think the company gets, gets into, into trouble. We, of course, submit it when we go wrong, and we try to fix it. Qantas got a lot of assistance like other Australian companies during the pandemic with JobKeeper, but now that you're making a billion dollar profit, at least in this half year, are you going to be paying some of that back? Well, we are paying quite a bit in taxes forecast for this year. Um, a billion uh, point two in ticket taxes um, and uh, uh, stamp duties and payroll taxes that we're going to be paying. But I'll go back to the, the money that the government gave us, and it did help a lot of companies get through it. But the number that's been quoted is $2 billion. Let me give you an example of where that money came from. Over a billion of that uh, was the, the government renting Qantas aircraft. 
uh, that flew 30,000 flights to keep Australian produce going to the rest of the world and Australians coming back into the country. Um, that, was, that cost us 300 million in fuel costs. That cost us 200 million or more in payroll costs. So are we going to pay that money back? Of course not. That was for a service. A lot of the media, uh, the government was the biggest advertiser for the last two years. They provided the service to those companies. Are those media companies going to pay back that money? Of course not. Um, but that did save, um, we had an event in here, that did save 150,000 Australian jobs in the fisheries and agricultural industry because we carried 33,000 tonnes of produce to the rest of the world. That was the bulk of the money we got from the, uh, from the government. And, of course, that was a service provided, and there should be no question about paying that back. You outsourced or sacked around 1,700 workers at the height of the pandemic, uh, action that was ruled to be illegal. That matters now before the High Court. But now that you're in a position of turning the company around and, and making a billion dollars in profits, is there a point where you would hire some of those workers back? So one, it is subject, I can't talk much about it because it is subject to the High Court, but what I can say is that we are hiring thousands of people at the moment. We're continually recruiting people with the expansion that we're doing and the new aircraft that's arriving. And next week we'll be making a big announcement about um, the, the recruitment plans and the training plans for Qantas into the long term. You've been Qantas Chief Executive for 15 years. Is it time for you to go, especially as the calls for your departure are getting a little bit louder? Uh, I, I suppose over the time I've been Qantas CEO, CEO there have been uh, calls for my departure that have been louder than they are today, particularly in 2013. I think I remember the front page of the City Morning Herald asking for my resignation. I think I remember uh, being on Sunrise and 96% of people are there. I've always said um, that as long as I'm energised and I continue and want to do the job and the board w want me to do the job and the shareholders want me to do the job because uh, they are my bosses, that's that's who I work for, uh, then I will keep on going. And I've, and I've already made a commitment I'll be here till at least the end of this year. So not calling time yet, but maybe at the end of the year? I've, uh, nothing's changed from what I've, we've said before. Um, and I, as I said, I think, you know, a CEO of Qantas, it's an amazing, iconic brand. I'm so passionate about it. I'm so passionate about our people, our customers and our shareholders. I want the brand to be uh, stronger than when I took over. And I think now we're back financially. We're investing for the customers. We fixed the operational problems. Uh, we're getting our people rewarded for what they've contributed with big bonuses this year. Uh, we're making huge progress in doing that. And that's my number one objective. That's Qantas CEO Alan Joyce speaking to our senior business correspondent Peter Ryan. The Transport Workers Union has slammed the Qantas profit announcement, saying it's more proof that the CEO Alan Joyce puts passengers and workers last on his list of priorities. The union is again calling for Mr Joyce to be replaced. Samantha Donovan has more. The National Secretary of the Transport Workers Union, Michael Caine, says all Australians want Qantas to be successful, but he believes many who've flown with the airline in the last year or so may be confused by today's profit result. They're going to have the right to ask questions here. Why is this profit so large when there's been absolute chaos at our airports, but in particular at Qantas, they've seen standards plummet from the workforce to service standards. At the same time, they've seen uh, fares skyrocket. And I'm going to say what I think we're all thinking. Haven't we been duped here by a CEO whose pay is tied to profit and whose time must surely be up? 
Why should he go, though, when the company has announced such a profit today? Well, what we've got here is uh, an aviation CEO um, who is absolutely committed and always has been to making sure that the remuneration of executives is pumped up uh, and has been focused on the profit bottom line to the exclusion of what has made this airline great, and that is fantastic service, and that is treating uh, workforces with respect. Uh, his success has got to reinstate the 1,700 illegally sacked workers and commit to decency and humanity for the workforce uh, because today's profit is more than 10 times the supposed savings from Joyce's sacking spree. But the editor-in-chief of AirlineRatings.com, Geoffrey Thomas, strongly opposes the union's call for Alan Joyce to be replaced and says today's profit is an excellent result for the national carrier. I mean, Qantas has navigated its way through three years or two and a half years of COVID, massive cut in revenue, and then has... uh, improved uh, through the uh, post-COVID period and uh, has has really come out uh, looking in very, very good shape. It's been a very tough journey for uh, all involved. Do you think passengers, though, who've had bad experiences on Qantas in the last 12 months or so, whether it's been uh, delayed flights or lost luggage or poor service in the air, have they got sort of reason to be scratching their heads today and and sort of saying, why is there such a, a good profit when the service we had was so poor? Look, that's a very good point. And yes, there are lots of people who feel aggrieved at the prices they've paid or the service they've received. But the thing is this, this is a global problem, that the experiences that Qantas passengers have have had over the last uh, six or eight months are mirrored right across the globe. And in fact, it's far worse in Europe. The whole aviation system is broken at the moment and it's slowly being put back together. So why do you disagree so strongly with the union and and think that Alan Joyce should remain in the job? There's no doubt in my mind that Alan Joyce is one of the best airline CEOs in the world. Yes, the unions don't like him um, because he's had to restructure Qantas. He's had to he's had to undo many, many, many years of bad decisions going back to the 80s and 90s. That's Geoffrey Thomas there, the editor-in-chief of AirlineRatings.com. Samantha Donovan reporting.